came and I, it was it, I was intimidated. It was so big. It was so much stuff to do. Yeah, like after they said a hundred hours, I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I, I go. Yeah, go ahead. I don't. Um, like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I was gonna say I don't even like fantasy games, but I played through it three times. So oh, wow. that's saying um, something. There was. There was something special about that game. I, I'm, I still can't exactly put my my finger on it, but it kept it kept bringing me back. The story writing is very nice in the game. The quest, um, like some some side missions, are better than some full length games I played. That says a lot. And so this is why I have full confidence in the, the ability for that team to be able to kind of shape up Cyberpunk into a, a really good state, but. For the platforms they're targeting but yeah right now they're, they're gonna have to take their um lumps and bumps they don't, um, they don't have to catch those l's in the bag to be honest with you right <laughs> unfortunately people will come back though and just like with the witcher you're not even gonna hear anything yeah yeah i have a lot of empathy for for them considering uh my the, my franchise is known for being buggy, and um, uh, I, I feel I feel for them because such a huge launch. Everybody's expecting them to be perfect, mm-hmm. and, and no game is, especially when you know they when they when they delayed only what was it three months? I think they delayed it. Um, yep, and I was pretty sure that wasn't going to be enough. Um, that's that's almost if you if you have to delay a huge release like that, you might as well go six months or it's not even worth it. Hmm. Yeah. Now, do you think that we might well they were time. basically between a rock and a hard place where like they had to do it? You know, like because wouldn't you just automatically you know take six months if you it, could? It all depends on um, what. Uh, CDPR, their parent company, mm-hmm. set yeah. for their year-to-date profit targets and things yep. like. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's completely out of the hands of the people who are deciding whether the game is ready to go. Right. At that point. Yeah, that's what we kind of um, spoke to. I think it was last week or the week before. Was that you know once they became a publicly traded company, it was just kind of you kind of stuck, you know. Yeah, you have to perform, and most people don't know what what it's like to try and develop a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, they subscribe to the to the one uh, one criteria of game success that that all successful games share, and that they shipped, so they can so that they can they can say that <laughs> they shipped yep. the game. Hopefully, mm-hmm. people will um, will stick around and. And uh, and let them uh, improve it. Yeah, I don't know. For me personally, like I'm enjoying the game, but, I, but I'm also playing on the Series X, so I mean it's pretty stable as far as frame rate and graphic fidelity is nice. Um, I mean, I've, of course, I've ran across some bugs like everybody else, but my core experience has been been engaging and fun, and I'm enjoying the side quests and things like that. So. Well, I'm excited because I I have it on my Series X. I haven't started it yet because uh, mm-hmm. I've got so many um, other games that I've got that I'm like 15 to 25 percent done with. <laughs> that I really really want to uh, to finish some of those before I start Cyberpunk. But I also wanted to give them time to patch it up a few times as well. Okay, so I think that's Lady with the background music, right? Alexa Alt. Always. She sent me that playlist. Right? I sent it to y'all, did I? No. <laughs> oh, I'll send you the band name. It's called Caribbean. They spell it funny, but I'm like, like I can spell that. Okay. Yeah, you can just do your map. So we can, so we at least have it. nice slow music while I'm, you know, maybe cooking dinner or something. 
Skincare care about it sounds pretty good. I'm gonna run through one more sound check so I can make sure that everyone's coming through. Um, so go ahead, Brent. Check, check, one, two, hello, hello. Awesome, L Boogie. Yep, yep. Lady. Can you hear me? Yep. Right here, right here. All right, Sharice. What's up, what's up? Okay, we got three minutes. So whenever you're ready, lady, just just tell me and I'll go ahead and, and just hit in uh, and let us go live. So All right. You... All right. Uh, I'm always nervous. I'm nervous. Give me a minute. <laughs> Give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> always. Oh, well, uh, Boogie, uh, since I started my guitar for game over, I am leveling mm-hmm. like I'm supposed to now. Great. That's so weird that it did that, but good that you thought to just do it since you weren't too, too far. Um. I know for me personally, I like stopped doing the main mission totally, and I've only been doing side missions. I'm doing side missions, man. And them, it's them, so much story, right? Just in the side missions. The Mantis Arms, the legendary Mantis Arms. Oh hey, my God. Really? Okay. Brad hasn't played it. Brad hasn't played it, so no spoilers. Oh, oh I, I know. Really. I didn't I know that. Played. I will send him the link to go get him his mantis arms real quick. And when he when he right. ready, when he ready, you want to know where some armor Because I've been I've been a fan of Assassin's Creed since the first one, and I was a little afraid of how they changed changed up the combat system in Origins. But then I absolutely grew to love it. Mm-hmm. I I haven't played any. The last Assassin's Creed I played was Black Flag. I mean, if that's the last one you ever play, it was a good one because okay. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, that was that was such a wonderful um, experience. Yes. Yeah. It now, do like, you feel like? Sorry. No, go ahead, uh, El Boogie. I was gonna say now, do you feel like you get some of that vibe from Valhalla? Because I know I definitely do. Um, a little bit, but I really I. The part that I enjoyed about about Black Flag more than I thought I ever would was just being a pirate and being on the mm-hmm. sea. Mm-hmm. I mean, because so much of the Assassin's Creed thing is not available to you when you're out in the middle of the ocean. You know, the parkour everywhere and stuff like right. that. But boy, did I love it. Okay. Um, here's a little more serious question. Um, what do you think companies could do to retain diversity? All right. So just just to frame this up, this is coming from a 50-year-old white guy, okay? Um, <clears throat> what the industry has needed to do for a very long time um, is not only hire, pe- hire people of color, um, you know, uh, but empower them and that's where the that's where i think the interrupt has been especially in the uh in in my industry is um companies will try to fill out the percentages right to to make themselves feel good about about diversity in their workplace uh but then you still hear the same voices um at the end of the day um what what the video game industry needs to do better at but we are improving um is is really giving uh, empowering the voices that we do bring into this into our company um one of the things that um that I'm super proud of of Undead Labs for doing is really taking a hard look at at um, our hiring practices and and then backing it backing it up like we just hired Novera King as our um, as our narrative director for State of Decay 3 um, and um, we are super excited and I'm over the moon about this because she I'm a huge fan of hers I'm, I'm not sure if you're are familiar with her she's she's pretty active um in uh um uh, like at e3 she does she she actually does quite a or not e3 but i'm sorry the paxes and things like that she does a lot of panels and things about um 
women in gaming and women of color in gaming specifically. But we were so lucky to get her. And I can't wait to see the stories we tell because we've empowered somebody who tells different stories than 50-year-old white guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, How important is players' input in the state on the State of the Case series? Um, Well, so my position was finally, after many years, given um, a title. And um, it is... um, IP steward, but also fan advocate. Um, what that means is uh, is that our fans um, are the most important thing um, as far as uh, how we feel the game's health is. Um, because of Game Pass, we no longer have to worry about um, marking, uh, hitting like physical copy numbers anymore. What we need to do is keep people happy. And so, yeah. And so um, now more than ever, but it's always been important to us because uh, State of Decay wouldn't be, wouldn't be here. Like Undead Labs would not be in existence had it not been for um, the fan love. It was, it was absolutely a groundswell word of mouth um, success story. So um, we've, I, I personally have always had a huge connection with fans. Um, and, and actually the thing I love most is going to conventions and just, or, or sitting with people like you and just talking about what we're passionate about. Understandable. I understand. Um, yeah, I think, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, it's always surprising to me, uh, how how some companies will dive totally into that and really make it uh you know a high importance on you know the community engagement and then how you know others you know for certain games it's just like we hear you but we're not listening you know and i feel like uh, especially with um your, your franchise that you guys really take to heart what people say and i mean act on it you know, almost, you know, immediately, you know, when people are saying they want changes, like, you know, the harder difficulty and things like that, you guys do it, you know? So I have to commend you guys on that. Well, and we're, we're really lucky that, uh, we started out small, but scrappy and we, we had a really strong community. Um, but it was also a self-policing community. So we didn't, we didn't have to spend, most of our time dealing with trolls um, or problem, you know, problem people. Um, we had a very great um, sort of self-pleasing community that would that would also grow itself organically. So, um, so we ended up with a really strong connection with with our community. One because it was super small. I used to be able to basically know everyone who would interact with us by name, right? Um, but um, but then they kind of just became de facto ambassadors for us um and it just grew from there the our community is still an incredibly positive place to to be uh considering how many people have played our game now i mean we're we're at millions and millions of people who have played state of decay 2 at this point um of course not all of them are still playing and of course not all of them are are interacting on our forums and things like that but it's still um, one of the least toxic places that I can find in the gaming internet, really. And we're so lucky for that. All right, we appreciate that too, because uh, with certain games, they the toxicity levels are high, especially, <laughs> especially, the, especially for example, I play Call of Duty, so so I completely understand, and I, I think consumers and players will appreciate that as well um how did you start it how did you start at undead labs well in let's see um i was working at a company called arena net that made the the game guild wars years ago um 
And that was a company that was started by Jeff Strain, who subsequently started Undead Labs. Um, a friend, two friends of mine, uh, Doug Williams, who is the art director for the studio, uh, um, for Undead Lab Studio. And then another person who was working at, um, at ArenaNet named Trevor Howell, who decided not to come to the studio after we pitched the game. But we, we used to sit around, uh, we'd get together once a month and watch a zombie movie. Um, drink beer, talk about it, because we all love the, the genre. Um, and we found that we would spend as much time um, talking about what we would have done differently in that set of, in you know, whatever movie set of circumstances we had just watched. Um, we'd spend as much time talking about it as we did watching it. And so um, eventually we were like, well, we make games anyways. Let's see if we can, you know, put one together for this. And this was... 2000, I think 2005 when we started talking about it, and then we pitched, we we got together a lot more and and started to get serious about it, and we pitched the idea to the heads of uh, ArenaNet. There was three of them um, at the time in 2006, and. Uh, they were knee deep in Guild Wars and there was no way they could spin up another project. Uh, but Jeff Strain took us aside afterwards and said, you know, I really love the idea. Um, we just can't do it now. And so then uh, it was at that point that um, that I protected the IP. Um, and I, I left uh, probably I left Arena probably two years after that. Um, and then Subsequently, Jeff Strain left ArenaNet and NCSoft, and he and I had a beer the day he he quit. And he was he'd he'd kind of been through the corporate ringer um, at that point, and he said, "I'm done with games. I'm just gonna be you know do personal technology project, you know whatever people with a lot of money can afford to do." <laughs> um, and uh, and I, I said, that's bullshit. You're going to be, you're going to start a game company within nine months because you're going to get bored. But I was completely wrong. Um, he started it nine months later and, and gave me a call. And I quit my job that day. And uh, well, he told me not to quit that day. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, he was self-funding the startup. So um, I worked for, I was working for Warner Brothers at the time, but I had already told them that this was a possibility so um so i just waited until he said we had an office and and then i uh, i went down to work for him uh and eventually doug williams came over from arena net um and we had we had a really tight group of people who knew each other very well um at the time we we made we made the first game, we shipped the first game with a total of 22 people in the studio. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys remember the first one, but it was rough. <laughs> but, you mean the first, the first Day of Decay? Yeah, the, the like, Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, I, I played it, I played it, I played it. It, it was good. It, it, yeah, it was a little rough. <laughs> but, uh, but, People, people figured out what they saw the the little soul in the game that we had put in there um, that was different than anything else that was on consoles, especially. And thankfully, um, the response was good enough that we were able to um, continually improve that with like the Yo's, the year uh, uh, year one special edition, and then Microsoft was enthusiastic about getting two off the ground. And you know, when two came out, it was rough too. Um, but two years later, we're seeing more people playing than ever, and we've we've made several major releases, and we've got twelve bounty monthly things that go out every 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 year. We have twelve packs that go out. Um, it's been a great um, a great privilege to to work on this, especially with the support that Microsoft has 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 given us. We State of Decay 2 is is now two years after its release, a really solid, fun game to play, um, with a lot of options for different pe people with different capabilities. That is 
awesome. I'm I played it earlier this week, and the the memory starts to flow back in, and I cannot wait for the next installment. Uh, what would you say is the biggest difference between State of Decay one and two? Uh, I mean, besides the obvious, uh, you know, capability upgrade that that the new hardware is, has given us over the years. Um, the sort of the philosophical difference is the original State of Decay was what would you do to survive the next day or the next couple of days? Um, it was sort of that immediate right after, right at the beginning of the of the zombie apocalypse. Um, you're frantically striving to to make it the next day or the next hour. Um, State of Decay 2 um, has uh, a larger um, focus on starting to build the community so you can start answering the question, how would I survive for the next month, the next couple months? I'm going to need people around. I'm going to need people with skills that I don't have. Um, and you start, and you know, it's, it's, it's about starting that, that building that community that you're going to need to support the whole group to survive this thing. So we have a, we have a much, a much larger, um, emphasis on base building and finding people with the right, with the right skill sets to, to support your group. Ooh, I feel that. I feel that. Okay. Um, what would you say? To people looking to get in the gaming industry. Um, okay, so originally, uh, for the first 15 years of my career, the answer to that would have been get into quality assurance, get a QA job, a game testing job, and and that's your way in. But that that's unfair to um, to people who are in quality assurance. Um, it's it's just as vital, if not more vital, to have really great testers, people who are really good professional testers. Um, it's it might be more important to have them than anybody else <laughs> in your company. So um, my answer now would be to um, I can't really uh, recommend the the schools that are advertising that they'll give you. Uh, a, uh, a degree in game design and stuff like that. Cause I don't, there's only a couple schools that I'm familiar with that, that we've actually hired out of. Um, May I ask what those schools are? Uh, there's, we have a couple people from full sale and then there's, uh, there's a, uh, a school called, um, uh, it's in, it's in Redmond and it, I've completely lost it right now. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, sorry. Ugh. Digipen. Um, uh, in yeah, Digipen and Redmond uh, hired a lot of people. Not necessarily at Undead Labs, but a, in my career, um, I've had a couple companies. You know, they have a they have a really good program there. Um, it's also very expensive. Now we're seeing a lot of people with with engines like um, the Unreal Development Kit and Unity and things like that, people can learn to make their own games. And um, when I go to when I go to conventions like PAX, um, the only place I will be if I'm not working, you know, our booth is the indie indie games uh, area because. Um, the, the most amazing innovations in gameplay come from people who sat down and figured out how to make it the best they could. And, you know, these, these games often aren't gorgeous. They're not beautiful. They're not perfect. But, but um, the experiences you get and, and sort of the, the new angles of, of seeing even what the definition of a, of a game can be, that's where you're going to find it. So um, there are ways for people to teach themselves. And there's a lot of on, you know, YouTube has hundreds of hours of, of uh, 
of tutorials on on how to make things happen in these different engines so people can actually train themselves oh okay yes i have been learning how to edit during this time of the rona virus so yes i've been self-teaching um i've been self-teaching myself how to edit is your is the engine for uh state of decay one and two the same or different because i'm i'm new to that i don't know i just started learning about game engines this year so what kind of engine did you use so state of decay the original state of decay was was um developed on the cry engine three Okay. Which is no longer even a thing. That it's not even a thing. Oh. No. Um, Amazon ended up buying the the structure of the engine, um, and I think they created something. They created. They tried to create a game engine, something logger. I can't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we when in the time before from CryEngine because it was it was it was dying at that point so we just we needed to find a new engine so we picked one um that subsequently went under um <laughs> uh, and then uh we ended up at un uh, unreal we went oh. with unreal 4 uh or um and so one of the reasons why uh SOD2 was a little light on um features was because of that engine switch uh because oh, anytime you do that you lose whatever code work you've done um and you have to start over and it's in a new architecture and it's a pain in the butt and everybody needs to retrain on you know how their workflows go so um it was it was a mad scramble for us at the lab once we realized that we had to switch engines in the middle of production So so you're you saying that the first XTDK used Lumberyard and then um which is based off the Cry engine and then so TDK2 is just, is is it homebrew is it something that you operated internally no. or it, okay so uh yeah we we were actually the first TDK was actually on Cry engine 3 it, it hadn't been bought by um by Amazon yet but it was right at the end of its lifespan um and then uh yeah so uh, and state of k2 uh was developed on, on in unreal oh nice okay so well i know we probably can't ask this but do you know what engine state of k3 is going to have i cannot answer anything about state of k3 <laughs> other, okay. other than i'm really excited yeah. about the possibilities <laughs> and that's right that's a perfect that's answer as a community that's question a perfect- so that's right <laughs> okay um all right uh a little more a little more light a little more lightweight uh my final question mr Fitzgerald, your top mm-hmm. five games slash franchises this Here. is this is really tough i've been thinking about this maybe the most um because i've i've seriously been around for about a million and a half years i am a creaky old dinosaur um so I love my game. I love State of Decay, but I'm going to throw that out because that's kind of a cheeseball answer. Um, I very much enjoyed the run of the Assassin's Creed franchises for the most part. Um, I really let's see. And then um Rock Band/Guitar Hero took a lot of my years. Yes. I I was not musically inclined growing up. Um and So there was no other way that I could jump in front of a crowd of 40,000 people and play Judas Priest like in my wildest dreams until Guitar Hero came out. Uh let's see. Um as I said, you know, franchises, I don't know. The Witcher, I never really I didn't play the other two, but Witcher 3 was so good that I played it three times, so maybe that's worth a nod. <laughs> um and then uh I really love um Devolver's Enter the Gungeon. It's a little roguelike shooter. Um that one I will I I always go back to it. And I love pinball. I'll go to I'll play any pinball game that that's ever made. Oh, 
That is an awesome, that's an awesome top five. Um, well, I guess that's all my questions. Is there anything you want to like before you before you leave or anything? Would you like to like have your shout outs ready or your or your promos? No, I mean, I just really appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to you. Um, uh, it's it's always a pleasure to to uh, especially to get to talk to someone after I've met them a couple of years ago, uh, such as you know, such as yourself. Um, it's it's been great to see that you've been um, that you've been hustling and getting this thing, you know, keeping your interest in 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 content creation in games going. So congratulations to you and and your your crew here for for kicking butt. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get my foot in the door, but you know, I I like to uh, I like to go on my own. Like I gotta be like not like legit myself. I I can't have it any other way. I can't have it any other way. Um. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I cannot wait what you guys are gonna bring to the table on the next installment of State of Decay. Yeah, either can I. It's it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big for us. So we're super excited. Um, but I, I have to mention that um, because of Microsoft's wonderful support of State of Decay Two, we we have um, plans for that for years. So State of Decay Two is gonna be around for a while. We're gonna continue to improve it as well. That's great. I mean, that's saying a lot that you know you're going to come out with another game and you're still going to keep support for the last one yeah and, it, and it's on game pass so anybody can try it so we're game pass for the win everybody right? knows game pass for the win oh yeah it's the way it's the way of the future i honestly believe that that is the way it is the way it is the way let's just say it like right? that. <laughs> this is the way yeah, this is the way <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, this morning. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, and thank you for having me. And it's a pleasure to meet you all. And Lady Infamous, great to uh, talk to you again. Likewise. Likewise, my guy. Thank you. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see each other uh, at conventions or or some other uh, uh, industry happening soon. Um, I, I agree as well. I agree as well. I cannot wait. All right. Good luck to y'all then. Okay. Thank you, you so well. much again. Thank, Thank you. you All, right, All right. Let's. I'm gonna give a shout out to the chat. Uh, Philly wait, wait. Eagle. Is he still here? Because I want to fangirl real quick. I don't okay. know. I just, oh my god. Okay. Okay. Said something. Right here. Why'd you fangirl out while he was here? No, I can't fangirl while he's there. Then I look like a like a goofy person. So I'm a fangirl when he's gone. <laughs> well, you better tell him how fangirly you is right now. Right. When you could have had a chance to say something to the man. <laughs> All right. Let me give a shout out to everybody in the chat. Through our technical difficulties, y'all still kept y'all still here. Y'all kept it active. I really, really, really appreciate it. We got Calvin in the building. We got Five Star. We got Moo. What it do? Uh, Iron Mike in the building. We got Jazzy Noop, Mod Squad, Philly Eagle. I see you. I see you, Sinister Tar Heel. Let me see who else was Abacab. I see that you finally got your Xbox. Congratulations. And um, let me see who else we got. Uh, Rain G4, what it do? I see you. Stitch, I don't know what smoke you're talking about. I saw it. But you're going to have to DM me talking about smoke. Coming here on the chat. Talking about you're going to give me some smoke. Uh, All right. Now, uh, I want to talk about Cyberpunk 2077. And how in seven days, in seven days that game became from the most hype game to the quickest refund on planet earth Uh, (laughs) let's start and we all played it so let's start off with Delilah okay let's start with Sharice (laughs) um 
I don't even know how to start with cyberpunk. Um, I think out of, out of the four of us, I think I was the one who was having the most difficulties with it, um, with the graphics and I had some minor glitches, not nothing major, just like people popping in and out, um, which is like really when you're walking down the street and somebody just pops up in front of you. Um, that shit's funny. Uh, cars just like being in the wrong place. It's just like nothing major because again, I've played Assassin's Creed way too many times. I've played Skyrim way too many times. So that was fine. I, I'm used to that. Um, the stuff that really got me, like I was telling the ladies earlier, was I stopped leveling up. Um, that was my main glitch. Like I just, I was stuck at like level mm-hmm. eight. Yes, I can hear yes. you, Delilah. Okay, so my, my apologies. Um, it's it's like I've been having some issues as far as audio and whatnot. Um, so you were asking me about Cyberpunk 2077. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, but you didn't say nothing, so I had asked Sharice first. You can go after Sharice when okay. she's finished. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Uh, but yeah, so I was stuck at a certain level, and so I had to actually restart my game. Um, I wasn't at far, so don't think that I was like I wasted like ten something hours, which I was probably at pushing eight. But um, I've caught back up to where I basically was, um, and so now it's playing much better all that other mess that is going on like i feel for people who had a regular xbox and playstation 4 playing this game um you basically were promised this game was going to work on your systems and they lied to you um and honestly to a certain extent you have to blame cd project red and all that but i don't know I feel like the media kind of went into this also because nobody mentioned how bad these bugs were, I guess, because they was all playing on PC. But I um, thought it was that they couldn't. Like, they weren't allowed to say anything. They weren't allowed to show video. Um, and they they were not, that. Yeah, they weren't that. allowed to show their own video of it. So if they, they just mentioned, oh yeah, I had a few glitches here and there, but they wasn't able to like show it. or And mm-hmm. none, I don't think any of them went into much detail about it. Um, but I'm like, and then you all gave this like nines. I'm like, I can't. So that's like, I think all those reviews should be like redone now. Mm. Okay. What about you, Delilah? Can you hear me? Delilah? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Um, about me, um, as far as Cyberpunk, like, are you just asking my general thoughts about it? Uh, yeah, because the seven day, it took a week. It took a week to be sugar to shit. <laughs> the thing is, like, I mean, I know I mentioned this a little bit before we got on on live, but um, my experience has been different because of the fact that I'm playing it on one of the newer platforms, you know. So I haven't had as many issues as most people have been reporting, and so my experience has been overall positive. I mean, I'm loving all the side quests, I'm loving the main mission, loving getting gear for my character. Um, I like V, you know, the back and forth conversations that's had between the the NPCs and V. So. I mean, yeah, but I mean, of course, you know, I'm hearing about these same issues, and it's the only thing we can, at this point, we can just hope that they iron those things out in the next few months, and then, they, you know, I think, I still think that, you know, CD Projekt Red is a capable company, and they're going to be able to kind of bounce back from all of this, so. Okay, what about you, uh, L Buggy? I'm really enjoying the game, um, especially since uh, I tweaked some of the settings, um, which I wish they would have said, right? Like, uh, I hate that we have to like really search for like the best settings here, but I changed from performance to quality. That uh, seems to like really made a difference um, and also adjusted some of my HDR settings. And I mean, the game looks fabulous now. Um, and I haven't really had too many glitches. Um, I've probably had some of the least, I think out of the four of us, and then just the story i mean there's so much story there like i feel bad that this is happening although i think you know they made their bed here but the game you know fundamentally is a great game it's i hate that people keep comparing it to anthem because anthem was a totally different issue not only did it have glitches but it didn't have substance either Uh, this game has a ton of substance I mean, I have yet to play any more main missions and I'm getting so much story. It's crazy. Like, yeah, so I totally think that this, they'll bounce back, but 
you know, like we said before, they're going to have to take these L's and they need to make it right. They need to let people know that they're going to make it right. Um, because anyone who was told that they could play this game on last gen should be made whole, period. Um, but but the game is great. I mean, if you if you have an, a Series X, um, I hear the Series X is the best play, place to play it. So if you have one, enjoy. Okay, for me... I, I got 20 I got almost 20 hours in the game mm-hmm. and I enjoy it is the world it is the world it is night city it is the shops in the cuts of the buildings it is the dialogue with merchants it is the uh afterlife you know what I'm saying it's the quirky little things that you find you know in that world that I can be, I can play and I can play for an hour and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even thought about it, you know? So I'm sitting here, you know, doing these two or three hours sessions playing cyberpunk, just doing everything. Um, in the beginning, it's like, okay, I, I was doing too much too fast. So I slowed down a bit. It's way much better. Um, I know I'm going to be doing multiple playthroughs because by the time the next gen console, the next gen update comes out by Cyberpunk, it should be, it should be, it should be on point. It should be on point. Um, as far as PlayStation not taking it out of the stove, um, period, not just PlayStation 4 store, period. I believe that as much as I love this game, that. Uh, CD Projekt Red was a little misleading because they should have not promoted this game on last gen and they should have polished it up better for current gen like right now gen PS5 series X gen so I think it's misleading because usually with games like okay Watch Dogs Valhalla those for example they gave out review copies am i right yes so um what made that what made cz project red that that ball that ballsy not to give out review copies knowing that's like practice with a brand new ip game you they to me they knew that their game wasn't up to par and when the game came out, y'all don't be don't blame Xbox, don't blame PlayStation, you with for this type of game because I know that they're using the best of, the best equipment that they could possibly can so we can be able to play these games better. And they gave us this. I'm playing this game, I'll see a body melting in the wall, or I'll see Pam Am looking gorgeous, but I go see another character in the game and looking like 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 not consistently so um I just I, I'm in, yo if, if the world wasn't popping if the people wasn't popping if the storyline wasn't popping I would have had got my refund I choose every and I know they're going to lose money. They're losing money, but they could have prevented this. They could have delayed it another they could have delayed it another few months. I would have been cool with that. Um they could have scrapped out last gen and focuses on current gen. They could have did that. They could have gave influencers or reviewers or media people a review copy, get them an NDA, uh and give them feedback. That's what they did, though. Yeah, a- they made them, they limited, like, you can only play it on DS with these certain settings. That's weird. I don't know. They they knew it was bad, and they hid it. That's what exactly what it is. But don't you think if they had canceled, what if they had actually canceled last gen's, like, we can't do that. We can't do PS4 and Xbox One. What if They should have been honest. And, but the back, do you think the backlash would have been worse for now or the same if they canceled those versions of the game? I wonder what if if it was even possible for them to say, you know, hey, you know, we're gonna put out this for next gen, 
And then also, like we said before, these are the best settings on this console and that console. And then PC, and then we're going to have to push the delivery of, you know, last gen back. How do you think people would respond to that? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I didn't hear that last part. So basically, if they said we're going to go with, you know, basically current gen now, release that now, these are the settings you should be playing on, and then say, you know, we're going to push the release of last gen back, you know, three or four more months. How do you think people would have responded to that? I just think, I just personally, I think they should have just scrapped last gen. They, they can't do that though. Like you're talking about a publicly traded company that has already said they're going to deliver a product and then not delivering. I think the backlash would have been just as just as much as it was now, especially since the new consoles are hard to get and hard to find, and people are going through financial troubles can't and literally can't afford to get the consoles. I think that the backlash would have been just just as bad. Like it's either like you between a rock and a hard place. They they had to do something. That's what I was about to say. Like I feel like we're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yeah. So it's really what surprises me is that people were people were dogging the graphical how it looks in the game, but is it over the problems with that game? It overshadowed what really was good about the game, and to me that was the world. And I just I hate to see it. I, uh, like I said yesterday, I hope they got a good little redemption tale coming up with this game because I would love to see it um I wasn't I'm just I'm gonna play it today I'm gonna play it today (laughs) so glitches and all so that's how I feel anybody else want to talk about cyberpunk and how and how playstation removed them from the stove because when I never seen that yeah that was a first I never seen that I don't I don't I thought it was joking when I first saw it on Twitter. I thought it was a joke. It was not a joke. Um, I I can't remember. Like, and the only I, the reason I think they did it, Sony, because they didn't want to pay, um, give people back their money. But still, that's beside the point. Um, but the fact that you actually removed it from the store, like, what about all the other bro- even Unity at its worst was a horrible game hack. Like, you can see the inside of people's faces, and it was just like eyeballs and a mouth and lips and whatever. But they never refunded people money like this. They never um, took it off the store. It's just like they even put out a little email like, hey, even if for physical copies, if you want to, if the physical store won't give you a refund, show us, send us your proof of um, purchase and we'll work with you. Like even physical copies, they're trying to give, they're trying to give out refunds. But you you think that's because they automatically assume that Ubisoft is going to have glitches, you know what I mean? Like, do do we now already kind of have that hand in hand? Ubisoft equals glitches, you know? And then maybe for CD Projekt Red, it was like, you know, we this game was supposed, yeah, this game was supposed to come out super polished, which is hilarious because we've already said, you know, like Witcher Three was not polished, it but was. you know, everybody forgets that. So that's why I'm thinking, you know. Couple months down the line, people are gonna freaking forget this, you know. Okay, because like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not even comment on the fact how Legion shut off my system. My original, yeah, yeah my series, not, after my you said Xbox. that, I stopped playing it. Like I still haven't started playing it again. Since I still like, have. It's been updated like since like twice since then. I still mm-hmm. haven't picked back. It shut down my system, people, and that's a polished game by today's terms. Um. But yeah, it's. I think so because when I play like Elder Scrolls, I expect glitches like automatically. I expect people not to be where they're supposed to be, or some shit not to act right. It's just open world games are gonna have glitches. It's I guess with Cyberpunk because the Witcher Three, everybody who played Witcher Three came in at the tail end of it when it was all patched up and like basically the bee's knees. It was perfect, so I guess they don't realize just how bad it was at the beginning. So yeah, right. Because I think most people didn't even start to play Witcher until it started to hit that stride of you know we've cleared up a lot of these glitches, and and now people are like you know this game is hot, right? So, and and to be honest, like 
it's even more funny that, you know, people started giving CD Projekt Red this, like, uh, I don't know, I don't really want to say a pass, but like, you know, this stamp of approval as if they have lit as if they have launched title after title that have has been you know fantabulous which they haven't so it's like why did we give them such a such a card if they hadn't deserved that yet you know oh my god like i was in i was lurking in a comment feed yesterday Mm -hmm. somebody was like how um cd project red is a better studio than say bioware because Witcher 3 was such a perfect game. But I'm like, right. where track record is like so much better. Right. Like, yeah, like they really don't have that. Like we gave them brand loyalty of a company that has given us, you know, four or five, I mean, hell, even three titles, you know, that have been, you know, fabulous, but they haven't. So it's like, kind of, did we already did, how much of this is on the consumer and how much of this is on uh, CD Projekt Red? I think there's definitely some shared responsibility here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, at the media, all these perfect games, yeah. nine point ten, 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 nine, nine and a half. Right. And oh my God, the person who one person who gave it a seven got attacked online. The one person, mind you, not seven is still a good game. It's still, uh, that's hell. That's still good. They attacked her for not giving it a perfect score. They better. Yeah, I remember. Better. I remember, like that first day, people. As soon as they could tell the truth, they started telling the truth, right? And and people were already like, what are you talking about? Da, 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 da. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Um, I would like uh, one more tidbit. I got one more tidbit. And then uh, you can put in your questions and um, qu- uh, questions in big letters and then next to it, your questions so our ladies can be able to grab them. Um one uh, uh twitch had a town hall meeting <laughs> and why are you laughing no reason no reason <laughs> what you mean no reason oh my i just i don't know maybe because okay, i'm still learning was, about you still learn about twitch okay still learn about twitch well let me um let me enlighten you a little bit about what happened this week so they had a town meeting and as you guys know they're changing uh they're doing a policy overhaul for harassment you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh they banned two words right <laughs> they banned two words they banned the word incel and virgin as insults right um i think i think that there are harsher words out here in these streets that needed to be banned and I want your lady's opinion on that if you can uh, how you feel about this uh, sexual harassment policy how you feel about these oh version I forgot the word version uh, how you guys feel about this those were the only two new words right no, they banned simp also. Yeah, simp, thought, right. virgin, and but they but they still allow people to call people, which I hate even saying this, but they still allow people to call people retards. They still allow people to call people niggers. Like I don't I don't get that. Like how how, how are those not I yeah right cracker okay. right shit like why, that? Why are those not banned? Wait wait wait. Why wait. are those not banned? Because those words offend white males or they do not open is i guess what you're trying to say yeah no that's no i don't know like i feel like twitch needs to recognize that they are laying the groundwork for breeding ground for these type of people to have a haven like you can't say that you care about the community when you're unwilling to lose traction or you know, views and allowing those type of people to have somewhere to be. Because if you really look for it, you will find Twitch channels that are solely about hate, that are solely about bigotry, and they are allowed to be on the platform. All right. Delilah, are you there? 
No, I think she's working now. Oh, okay. Uh, what you feel about this town hall meeting? If you have anything to say on it, um, I mean, obviously, I'm just as disappointed as you all in some of the decisions that was made. Because I mean, you all brought up some valid points on this. Um, I just, you know, at this point, I my my hope for change is dwindled by the day because we always see these things never kind of go in our favor, if you will. Like, I mean, it's it's super. It's it just feels one sided, and it's that you know, asking for change seems like a, a moot point. It just, you know. It's, it's kind of sucky, but we've been dealing with this stuff for years. As being females that play games, that you know, you get in a, a, a chat that you've never been in before, and things that you hear. And I still feel like it's always going to be uphill battle and a constant struggle to kind of clean this this stuff up. And, and hopefully, we we just continue to make enough noise about it, just like we have in the past. That you know, these companies will make adjustments. And so yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. All right then. All right. Cool beans. Cool beans. Um. Any 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 other tidbits y'all ladies want to talk about? Did anybody see the Mandalorian? Because I'm caught up. I'm not caught up. I though. still need to watch the last episode. So man. tell everybody what happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there. Too, so. <laughs> right. I've been trying. I've been I've been ducking and dodging on Twitter. Like as soon as I see anything that says Mandalorian, I'm like, hurry up, scroll, scroll, scroll. But um, like I told you, my dad came in late last night, so I haven't been able to watch anything yet. Oh, tell um, Boogie Daddy I said hi. Tell Boogie Daddy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell him I said hi. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give him a better, better nickname than that, like yeah. Papa Boog or something. Oh, I like that, Papa Boog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, we, call him, we call him Papa here. All right. Oh, don't tell me that, girl. Oh, oh no. Anyway, y'all right. got any uh any other tidbits before we start with these questions? Because it looked like well, I, I know we got a couple of giveaways to, to do. Oh yeah, we too. do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a couple? Oh, I got one. Right, and I got one. Okay. So oh uh, yes, we uh courtesy of Undead Lab Studios, we got a code, a steam code for State of Decay 2. Now I don't know which version is this, but they gave us a code. So we gonna give that out, and I think El Boogie got something else too. Yeah, I got an extra code for uh, Cyberpunk. So I hope someone's ready to play it uh, on the Xbox. Uh, and yeah, so uh, if you saw my tweet, I said to just retweet and be following me or uh, um, GWG. GWG, and yeah, I will pull a winner, and I've pulled the winner right now and I can't believe who it is they're gonna be super happy who is it say what now oh, oh. What? Right? <laughs> oh my god say what now okay so we gonna have to let her know that she won this code and for me uh I'm going to tweet out I'm, I'm sorry not tweet out I'm going to I'm gonna put the link in the chat and please 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 if you get this code, please let me, Lady Infamous 415 on Twitter, or let Grown Woman Gaming Podcast on Twitter know that you got this code. So, um, I guess that's about it. Um, any other tidbits? No? Okay. Sharice, uh, can you see if we have any questions today? Um, I think everybody's still talking about Cyberpunk. Am I behind? Uh, no. It's it the the stream is a little behind. It's like a little more behind than typical, you know. So you just gotta wait to catch up. Okay, we we gotta wait to catch up. Okay. Well, um, I'm just saying if you're looking. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Jazzy had a, a question for uh, our guest, but I'm sorry, Jazzy. Maybe next time. Yeah, and also we typically don't do live questions for our guests just because, you know, yeah, a lot of times they can't answer certain things. So, I mean, even our questions have to be pre-approved. So, he was awesome, y'all. He was. He was. He Very really knowledgeable. Was. I feel like I could have like, I so done much. more technical questions with him. 
which probably would have been more boring to other people, but yeah. Oh, that co-founder tidbit? Oh, I God, I didn't know. Right? I'm like, I'm like, yo. So that's who I'm interviewing yeah, I also now. I can't <laughs> believe that lady dissed the game. <laughs> he yeah. we agreed on the same thing. Yeah. We, ag- we agreed on the same thing about be I he said it first. <laughs> he said it first. I disagreed what he said. And if anybody plays that first one, understand what I'm coming from. Um I mean, but the second one is definitely leaps and bounds better than the first. I mean, it's kind of, it's very, very yes, it, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I, I'll, I'll give them that because the second one was way much better than the first. Way much better than the first. Um, let me see if anybody's posted any questions. Uh, Jazzy, has anyone gone back to State of the K two and tried the latest changes? I have. I have it's um it looks good like from the series X standpoint it looks so good uh I love that you have like bounties now in your game so while you're what do you mean by bounties you have to like kill certain things yeah like uh my bounties were like kill 40 people with hand combat or melee or headshots just little bounties that you can be able to get um, influence and items so I like that as well um, I the second time around I just took my time if they got fatigued I would let them rest and let the next person go and do it and just really taking my time but the upgrades I'm enjoying them I am enjoying them um, I guess that's it oh wait wait I just wait. Iron Mike I just like his statement um, Witcher 2 and 3 were broken on console release as well. Just putting that out there, people. Just putting it out there in the universe. Chris um, Hart, too. I'm, oh my God. I'm glad he. I glad. I'm glad he came here after the interview because I, I know, right? I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, and I don't think that we're like defending CD Projekt Red at all. Like, no, really I think that people aren't realizing that. Uh, for you with the older console that yeah. yes it is a uh a bad experience right now yeah. but i mean if you're not on that console career. yeah if you're not on that console you're having a good experience yes there are some issues but it isn't like where you can't play the game so i'm sorry that we're having a good experience like you can't tell us that we're not having a good experience here you know and uh we we having we having cyberpunk party ups in, in on the lobby. Right, like we just yeah, right. So <laughs> get done with it. I'm hopping down. Right, like I can play. I gotta it. get me a couple hours of game time in today. Yeah. Like, I play um Destiny with Stitch when he gets on it like a crack of midnight. The crack of midnight. Crack of midnight. Is that when you see the plumbers crack? Is that the same thing? <laughs> Probably because y'all know it. That's when he get online. It's crack of midnight. Oh my god. You gotta use that one. It's like this. It's like this with with Cyberpunk. If you want, if you feel, if you feel like you need a refund yeah. for your game because you right. got a bad experience on that game, by all means, right. go get that refund. Because trust me, when me and El Boogie got Far Cry New Dawn and it yep. wasn't supposed to be what it was supposed then to be, get right back. So give me my money back, and that's it. That's it. If you are unhappy with the experience, get your money back and then shut your mouth. Because you've been made whole, okay? I know, right? Go buy Immortals, uh, Phoenix Rising. Right. Buy something else. Ain't nobody telling you, you gotta play Cyberpunk. I am, I am still picking it up today, by the way. I'm picking it up today. But it's, it's on your new series. Yeah. yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, you it's know I have some money at uh, at uh, GameStop. So. Yeah. Um, Jazzy again. After CD Project Red mentioned bonuses not being tied to Metacritic, what do you think of what do you think about companies doing that? I think it's dumb. That's Jazzy. Jazzy thinks it's dumb because you, you know I'm sure they were going to get bonuses before this popped off. Yeah, but their Metacritic isn't even that bad, is it right now? Like, because the last time I looked at it, it was still pretty high. 
PC one is high. I think they finally okay. started reviewing it for Xbox. Okay, and, right. And, and, I, I don't know. I think it's kind Xbox. of. Uh, I think it's kind of crappy to have your bonus tied to a Metacritic. Yeah, because score it, it's, in general, yeah. because you got people that like will just spam that just because they like are assholes, you know. So I don't know. I think you know the number of copies sold. I guess is something that you could use or. You know, just shipping on a specific date, then you know, uh, you get a bonus. But Metacritic scores, I don't, I don't think that that's a good, a good metric to use for bonuses. Showing with they lopsidedness, right? Because Metacritic doesn't even do anything to like make sure that people aren't, you know, just using bots to spam it. You know, so 